Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you, and we're going to show you how. Now, now, let's get started. Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. These podcasts are designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns. I'm your host. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education. Currently, I'm a college instructor, and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle the bullying epidemic. Today, we're going to take a look at what some of the characteristics are of a victim of bullying. Now, in my last episode, excuse me, we covered what victims need to do if they're being bullied. I gave you some concrete things that you could tell kids who are victims, things that they can do to help deal with the bullying problem. Today, we're going to take a look at what some of those, what some of the characteristics are that you'll see in a kid who is a victim of bullying. Once we can understand, excuse me, what these characteristics are, we can then offer the instruction necessary. It's very difficult if you you see kids getting bullied and you, you don't know how to stop it. But sometimes the victim can stop it himself. And I can give you, I'm going to give you now things that you could help the victim work on or things that you will see in this victim that you could help them overcome so that they don't get bullied. Bullying is a tough thing to overcome. You know, they interviewed in New York many years ago a group of muggers people who went around mugging people in New York, and they said to them, what's the first thing you look for when you're targeting someone that you're going to mug? And the consensus was, we look at how they walk and how they carry themselves 
and if they're aware of their surroundings. And when we're sure that someone isn't aware of what's happening, what we do is we just mug them because it's far easier to mug somebody that's not aware and doesn't have a confident look to them and certainly doesn't have a confident walk. So we're going to take a look at some of the characteristics of a victim. Now, the typical victim of bullying has a very insecure personality. You know, they may act submissively. They may appear to be anxious. And they're more likely to be bullied by that kid who doesn't have these tendencies. They are insecure. They cry often, even before they get bullied. And in fact, some researchers believe that a child's lack of assertiveness and security, that may serve as a cue to bullies. And that the child is absolutely just ripe to getting bullied. And there's evidence, of course, that kids who are depressed, and we see a lot of that now, you know, and they, they will always have some bodily symptoms, you know, of stress, headaches, stomach aches, and so on. And the problem gets worse, you know, because it's caused by bullying, the physical symptoms. So the typical victim of bullying has an insecure personality. The next thing is the typical victim has low peer acceptance. Can't make friends. They can't make friends. You know, and they're perceived poorly by their peers. And I've seen this. You know, you have something that's called a provocative victim. Kids who will provoke others, and because those other kids are provoked, they stay away from them. Uh, they they are rejected by their peers. And they're often found alo alone at recess and at lunchtime. And this occurs before the bullying begins. So if you're out in a playground and you see a kid alone and nobody's around him, you can basically assume one of two things. He wants to be alone or the other kids just don't want to be around him because of, you know, his, his behavior and his attitude. Now, don't get me wrong. We're not blaming the victim here. I'm merely communicating to you what some of these characteristics may be that cause a kid to get bullied. And I've often said it, you can look at a kid, this is number three, and you don't even have, you don't know what's wrong with them. But you know that something is wrong with them. There's like, it's like you look at them and say, there's something wrong with this kid. Now, we usually begin to make those comments after the kid is involved with something, you know, some horrible act. 
usually after the you know there's a school shooting or something along those lines they start asking people questions about the shooter and they'll the the responses are always there was something wrong with them there was something different something was going on in, in this kid's head that we just weren't sure of and unfortunately some children with special needs are disproportionately victims of bullying and i'm not saying I'm not saying vic- kids who are have special needs are your school shooters. That's not what I'm saying. Okay, but kids with learning disorders often report that they're bullied more as a result of their disorder. And some kids with physical or mental issues may also face abuse at higher level than their peers. As those who are part of the LGBT LGBT community they may face bullying more. And this is something that we we have to be aware of. That's another big piece in this bullying epidemic because bullies will bully for two reasons, because of weakness and difference. And if you find, you know, kids getting bullied and if you find that there's difference in them, that other kids just don't accept there's a chance that they will get bullied. Kids who are victimized, most times, sometimes, a lot of the times, I'm not overly sure about the percentage, but they're usually physically weak. And that puts them at increased risk for being bullied. You know, they look weaker at a first glance. In other words, kids who are shorter, thinner, less muscular, you know, and kids who fail at sports, and we've talked about sports. We've talked about it. If a kid's getting bullied in a sporting event, or, you know, he wants to go out for the team, you know, he goes out for the team, he doesn't last long because... Maybe he's incapable. Maybe he thought he was a little better than what he was. But he took the risk and he went out and he participated. If the kids bully him, if there's any bullying that goes on because of this child's weakness, you can bet that he's not going to make that attempt again to go out and, and for a team or any intramurals or any physical activity. It's a vicious cycle, and coaches need to be made aware of it. The cycle is: I go out, I don't make the t- I either. I, I get picked on, or I'm bullied, or I'm just not as athletic as some of the other kids. Thank God he made the attempt to go out, but the minute something happens, that's where it all stops. And we have to take a look at a kid that's making the attempt because no effort, no matter how big or small. Okay, it has to be rewarded. And when kids are making that attempt, we have to applaud that because bullies tend to isolate and bullies tend to stay away from social situations, whether they be athletic or a dance or whatever the case may be. And the last one, the typical victim of bullying has overprotective parents. You know, maybe because the child demonstrates many of the characteristics that I just shared with you, parents tend to overprotect. 
They tend to avoid open disagreements with their children and try to create a sense of harmony in the household at all costs. This does nothing more than make the child less able to deal with conflict and more likely to be victimized by his peers. And in addition, parents of victims often become socially over-involved with their kids to make up for the peer rejection. And it only makes the problems worse as, as the kid gets older. Here's the point. When you look at these characteristics, when you look at, you know, some of the symptoms that a victim may display for you, you have to be aware of it and you have to work with the kid before he gets bullied. He's insecure, low, low uh, peer acceptance, appears different in some way. Typical victim of bullying is he's physically weak and he has overprotective parents. Parents that don't allow their kids to go through disappointment, they don't allow their kids to, you know, feel bad at certain points, they try to remove all the pain, they uh, are so involved that the, the kid wants to hang around mom or dad more, and then you also have kids who just run to their parents whenever they have a problem. Don't strengthen the muscles that are necessary to be able to survive in life. And when that happens, when that happens, they move forward and any problem that they hit, they think it's so monumental that it can't be overcome. They don't have the wherewithal to manage conflict. They don't have the wherewithal to deal with disappointment. And they end up they can end up depressed. They end up anxious. My biggest fear with the victim of bullying, with the victims of bullying, is addiction. Because as all of these negative emotions just flood in, and they don't know what to do with them as they've gotten older, because no one taught them how to do anything with them when they were younger, they end up saving their own emotions, saving the feelings of depression and anxiety and sadness and rejection with a substance that will make them feel better temporarily, but they're getting addicted to it, and that becomes their way of managing difficult situations. And I'm not saying all victims become addicted, but I'm saying there's probably a greater chance that they do and if we want to help kids, we've got to take some of these characteristics. We have to, because these are concrete. These are concrete, as were the ten things that I shared with you in the last episode about what kids need to, uh, what a bully needs to say if their uh, victim needs to say if he's getting bullied. That's concrete, or what they need to do. That those are concrete things. These are concrete things. So teachers, be aware. Keep your eyes open. Keep your antennas up so that you can recognize some of these symptoms and do what you can to help a kid who's being bullied or, in, in the best case scenario, 
prevent the bullying from happening by working with the kid proactively. My name's Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. Please go to my website, www.bullyproofclassroom.com. You'll be glad you did. There's courses there. There's free material. We have a a uh, lesson, pl- a unit plan on resilience that's up on the site right now. You just have to sign up, and it's an immediate download. And please visit the store. This is how we support our podcast and our efforts to try and make sure that we do the very best in trying to help the and put an end to the bullying epidemic. We need support. So please take a look at the store. You know, make a purchase or two. The stuff is cheap, but all of it goes toward trying to help kids from being bullied. And once again, my name is Jim Burns, and thank you for listening to Anti-Bullying 101.